Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. In a world filled with movies, comedies, dramas, thrillers, and action-packed adventures, only one podcast dives deep into the magnificent titles found on HBO Max, and only one man can host such a show. Me! Hello, hello, and tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? Or do you need more gay men talking about Lady Gaga? If the answer to that question is yes, then girl, oh girl, did you tune into the right podcast this week? My name, as always, is Matt Rogers, and in honor of Lady Gaga returning to the big screen in a big way in the new film House of Gucci, I'm wanting to take another look, get it, at A Star is Born, the remake of the remake of the classic tale of ill-fated stars and lovers starring the one and only Stephanie Germanata herself as well as writer-director Bradley Cooper. Who could forget when A Star is Born completely took over a couple years ago, turning Mr. Cooper into a Hollywood director to be respected, and also solidifying the multi-hyphenate of Lady Gaga, who is not just a pop superstar, but also film icon, and not for nothing, but Academy Award-winning lyricist and composer, and Academy Award-nominated actress. This film is currently available to stream on HBO Max. Now, I think I knew from the very first time I saw a trailer for this movie that it was going to be one to remember. Even just a glimpse of the beginnings of the shallow sequence had me excited, and it truly is one of the most iconic film scenes in recent memory. Of course, that song won Lady Gaga the Best Original Song Oscar, as well as a Grammy for Best Pop Duo Vocal, making Bradley Cooper, yes, a Grammy Award-winning singer. Some films just come along and completely take pop culture over and A Star is Born 2018, though it had a lot to live up to, to say the least, as the preceding three films that tell this tale are classics. This lived up to the hype and more, earning $436.2 million at the box office off a $36 million budget and eight nominations at the 91st Academy Awards, including Best Picture. Its soundtrack also received seven Grammy nominations, won four, and also was actually nominated for Song of the Year twice, with Shallow and Always Remember Us This Way both earning nominations. The film follows versions of this story from 1937, 1954, and 1976, and was finally produced after many different iterations were kicked around, one of which that nearly almost went into production had Clint Eastwood directing with Beyonce starring. But ultimately what we got was exactly what we needed with the Bradley Cooper Lady Gaga version. Now for those of you living under a damn rock, the story basically goes like this. Jackson Maine, a superstar musician, discovers the young ingenue Allie one night in a drag dive bar and recognizes her talent. 
After a night out on the town, he hears her sing a song she wrote and encourages her to pursue her dream. It is his belief in her that gives her the boost she needs to start making it in the music industry, which she does in extraordinary fashion, becoming a Grammy-winning pop superstar. Along the way, however, Jackson's demons become too much to bear and threaten both Allie's success and their relationship, and they also, you know, ultimately it results in tragedy. But, you know. If you know, you know. I think you're all going to be asking me after this, why did you do that, do that, do that to me, Matt Rogers? Because what's going to be happening to you after you listen to this is you're going to be thriving and writhing because we are joined by, I mean, one of my great friends. He, you might know him. You might love him. If you know him, you love him. Okay, To know him is to love him. From Netflix's Bonding, he's a stand-up. He's one of my one of my girls. And everyone, I think this might actually be someone in my my friend group who loves this movie just as much as I love this movie, which actually you'll see is a huge feat for a person because you'll be shocked at the number of times I saw this opening weekend. Um, everyone, please welcome Brendan Scannell. Hello, Matt. It's so good to be here. <laughs> it's so good to be here once oh again on a podcast with you that you oh. host. <laughs> I would have it no other way. You are the hardest working man in podcasts. <laughs> This is sort of my space, yes. <laughs> Listen, I've done podcasts with you before, and I'm always just, it's, I take a back seat and let you do whatever you do. <laughs> Lewis said to me last week, he was like, was I really, like, chaotic? I was like, no, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third podcast I've done with you, I think, and uh, yeah, I just let you lead. I let you be Jackson Maid and I be Allie. Well, okay, so do you, you really are Allie to me, like, and I don't just say that because you both, like, as she actually grows into her iconic red hair, and you just sort of naturally <laughs> have it, so what do you say to her as someone with, that naturally already has the it factor, aka red hair, and she tries to come for you? What do you have to say to her? I, so I'm rewatching it yesterday, I didn't realize, like, the first time we, intro- she's introduced as a red or orange-haired person, she's, like, in a the siren. tub, yeah. like, hating it. Um yeah. And she just doesn't feel like her. And uh, it's definitely an interesting shade. Yeah, it's really like orange. Really orange. It's very Ronald McDonald's Funhouse. It's very pop star red orange. I think, and even like in the next few scenes, like you get the sense that it does, they figure out the tint. You know what I mean? Like she gets a colorist that knows a thing. Yeah, exactly. She went to mesh. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe she went to Mesh, like she just caught up with like the people that really know what they were doing. And she said, look, I'm nominated for Best New Artist. Like, this is not a joke. I'm not someone who can come out here looking crazy. Like, my hair has (laughs) to be right. Like, I'm a Grammy-nominated artist. This isn't like Ava Max where I can have like... What does Halsey say? So Halsey says... How great. How great. Allie. Allie. Did you think, this is a big important part of the conversation on A Star is Born in the film. Did you think that Halsey nailed her line? She was playing Halsey, right? She was playing herself. Halsey That's was playing Halsey. That's kind of the confusing remember... part about the movie in general for me is like there's right. a lot of famous people playing themselves, but then a lot of famous people in the movie playing characters. Right. You know? A hundred percent. Like yeah. Alec Baldwin as Alec Baldwin, but then Sam Elliott is doing like old man drag. Yeah. He sure is. And sort of, we have Lady Gaga really in the film. And are we to assume that there's another Lady Gaga out there in the universe? Okay, well. Hmm. These are the big questions. These are the big questions that I'm I'm wanting to ask. I do think that Halsey does nail her line. And I remember, like, 
when Lady Gaga went on her iconic press tour for the film. And part of the reason why I wanted to even do this movie is because she's currently on another iconic press tour for her new film, House of Gucci, and we're sort of going to be revisiting her one other big starring role, is I remember she said something like, and no no one latched onto this because everyone was pretty obsessed with the, there could be a hundred people, 100 in, a people room in a room yeah, and all that. But I remember at one point she said, you know, we really wanted to be on the pulse of um, real music. And so it was great that we got Halsey because, I mean, who's more who's more pop music today? And I was like, that's an interesting question and an interesting thing to think. That Halsey is like was the Halsey example. Was Halsey like off screen with a knife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, but you know, I do like Halsey. Yeah. When she was in the movie, I, I kind of didn't care for Halsey. And now since the movie, I, I guess my maybe... Maybe the movie itself pivoted me in a more Halsey direction. I mean, the real star that was born from A Star is Born is Halsey. Yeah, Halsey. Halsey? I mean, I think all of it. Is it Halsey or Halsey? It depends if you're from Long Island or not. Oop. <laughs> Oop. I've been dragged. I love that new artist, Halsey. Oh, no. You got to Halsey. <laughs> oh, have you, have you heard of this girl, Halsey? Halsey. Um, you know that it's just Ashley all mixed together. Did you know that? Is her name Ashley? Her name is Ashley, and she said, my pop star name is going to be my name, but a little bit fucked up. Which, honestly, I respect. Wow. It sounds like she had the manager from A Star is Born. A hundred percent. Now, let's, let's talk about the manager from A Star is Born. I think the manager from The Star is Born is the turning point in the movie for me. I actually think this is a perfect movie for the first, like, 45 minutes. And then when the manager comes in, it's like it, becomes a little, it becomes a little bit goofy-loofy. Yeah, it becomes a little bit like don't managers ruin everything vibes. Yeah, British ones especially. Uh-huh, and like music. The, he all of a sudden represents like everything wrong with the music industry. Yeah. Which is honestly a really healthy industry. Yeah, as we know, the music industry, like Lady Gaga knows firsthand, it was really healthy. She never went through much. Um, everything <laughs> mm-hmm. was really easy for her. But yeah. I mean, th- this this is my issue, is I think... That the movie, when he comes in and he's like, we're going to take you in another direction. Because she's doing this sort of like Americana singer-songwriter thing with her natural brown hair in the movie. And she's on tour with Jackson Maine and she's loving it. And we're loving it. The pivot is nonsensical. The pivot comes in and it's like she becomes pop and that's evil. And this movie is saying pop music is evil. And I'm like, yeah, but Lady Gaga does pop music. And I don't think she'd call herself evil. In fact, Chromatica followed this. Okay? Right. I mean, yeah, Lady Gaga at the time is also coming off Joanne, so she's sort of, Uh you can feel the influence of that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they sort of bring in a British person and, like, a queer choreographer, and all of a sudden, Jackson Maine is like, your new music is bullshit. Wait, hold on, this is a really good Jackson Maine. Lauren? Lauren? Are you listening? (laughs) Lauren, Lauren is not listening. Lauren, I don't think Lauren is. Can I say something? I I really don't. I think a lot of people are listening. I don't think Lauren is one of them. I think maybe if Lauren's going to listen to a podcast, it's going to be Mark Marin, maybe Joe Rogan. Like I don't know uh-huh. about this one. You know, I always assume nobody listens to any podcasts, and then I do oh, yeah. them, and everyone's like, "I heard you on that podcast," and I'm like, "Yeah, on the what?" Exactly. I have a really old sense of media. My finger's never on the pulse. A hundred percent. It's like when you come onto a podcast and it's just me talking to you, I think, come on, it's me talking to Brendan. But really, Brendan, thousands of people are going to hear this and thousands of people are going to hear your Jackson Maine and they're going to say one word. Lauren? Lauren? They're going to say Lauren? Really? 
Yeah. You do really well, Matt Rogers. Uh, You know what? I would say podcasting is a space where I actually have found that I do well. You know? You're like the preeminent chatty Kathy of my life. Do you feel this way? Yeah, I love to. Am I your your lady who lunch? Honestly, I love to just watch you talk. I love it. It's Flat so fun. my no, gums. No, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, honestly like, I think a lot of people are really talkative and boring and you're not one of them. It's, uh, I just like to watch you go. Oh, I'm really honored. Um, who do you think would be your best friend in the movie? In A Star is Born? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I want to know. Gail. Yeah. Gail? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Brendan has mentioned Gail, who is the iconic stage manager in the film. So basically, um, Gail, uh, it was so funny to me that she really gets like a line and you almost think she's going to become a character when she's like, hi, I'm Gail. Follow me. And then they're walking. So this is the scene where like they Lady Gaga's first invited by Bradley Cooper to or I should say Allie is first invited by Jackson Maine to the concert where he's performing and she gets the star treatment. And who is her shepherd through the backstage workings of the stadium? Gail. And Gail is that stage manager who's making you feel comfortable, making you feel good. So I 100 percent know why you'd say that she'd be your friend. I think like, okay, so like you were saying, the first 45 minutes of this movie is perfect. I think perfection. the most euphoric moment of it is obviously the lead up to Shallow and the bridge of Shallow. And yeah. then at that moment, as an audience member, I think you're creaming your chinos. Yes. But that moment of euphoria starts with Gail. A hundred percent. She says, hi, Allie, I'm Gal. And Lady Gaga, Allie is like an audience conduit to like what it feels like to be brought backstage at a place like this and all of a sudden yes you're in the area that has always been only for the rich and famous and the people with access and she's just an every she's an every girl she's us and that starts with gail's like gentle touch yeah he's so excited you're here she gets two lines yeah he's so excited you're here here. and i i have to wonder was it improvised (laughs) Because think about it, they're not going to give that character a ton, but Gail, and we'll find out the actress's name, we will. Um, And so will the world. Mm -hmm. But she sort of turns around, he's so excited you're here. And it's so dropped in, and I'm like, God, is this director Bradley Cooper, or is this Gail, the actress, sort of giving it texture? I also want to point out that when Lady Gaga is walking through that uh, backstage area, she's also wearing that iconic belt with the chain. You know the belt. Oh, yeah, of course. I know the belt. Did you think you could pull the belt off? Because here we are. We are Lady Gaga. We are every girl. And she's wearing that belt. And I'm like, see, that belt is the one thing that's a question mark for me. (laughs) I don't get this belt. I honestly, as I was watching this moment yesterday with the belt, she's also wearing a lot of rings. And I think she's got like seven rings on two hands or eight rings on two hands. And all I was thinking about was like, they were definitely taking photos of her fa- hands to get continuity of those rings. A hundred percent. Yeah, there was like a there was like a hand photographer. There was like oh props department, like and wardrobe mm-hmm. department had to work closely together on this film. I think that's yes. definitely true because there was a lot going on. I think that Lady Gaga's style in the early parts of the film are very like yeah, I'm a waitress, but I'm also an artist. Just look at my fingers. You know what I mean? Like if you look yeah. at me, I'm draped in chains and jewels, and that says artist to the world. Yeah, bohemian, you know? Boho. Something I've been thinking about is like, I think in many ways, 
you are Allie for me because I could imagine you coming home to your father's house where he uh-huh. and all of his driver, Limo driver friends, friends are hanging yeah. out. And you're like, mm-hmm. Dad, I just want to go to bed. And he's like, yeah. no, come on, Matt. Matt, come say hi to all my buddies. Isn't my son beautiful? And I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, uh, well, thank you for thinking that because I definitely do connect with, by the way, her dad is played by Andrew Dice Clay, which is sort of iconic. Yeah. And he, so I do definitely identify with a, I think what you're picking up on is it's a very, and and this is another thing about the movie is we don't know where it takes place and we never can know. It's L.A. It's L.A., but her dad, I think, moved from New York with her as a kid and so they both sort of have their like New Yorkisms, but they're in LA, and all their friends are the same. Because I feel like you 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 do see him and like his pals and his buddies, and like the vibe is very like, oh my god, what are we doing here? What's going on here? I got my daughter here. Make some pasta, hey! And she's like, hey! And like it's very almost like a scene from The Sopranos. Right, or it's like Moonstruck almost. It's like she lives with her parents, and like they're all Italian. <laughs> Right, and New that Yorkers. makes me feel like maybe this is just where the movie is sort of magical realism. You know what I mean? Maybe the movie exists where you want it to exist in a place of musical idealism. You no, know, I've done this. I've studied this movie, and he performs at Coachella at the very mm-hmm. beginning of the movie. Yes. And his driver, Phil, says it's about two hours away or an hour and a half back to the city. And then they pull into the bar, which is actually the Virgil, which is on in Silver Yes. Lake. But oh, yeah. it, I think it's supposed to be like, you know, Rancho Cucamonga or the Inland yeah. Empire vibes. I think you're right. I think it's decidedly L.A. And we can just – I think the justification that you've given for why Lady Gaga's dad is so Italian um, and all of his friends are too is just that that's his community. I think they drove out together. I think yeah, they all drove of them out. got in their Suburbans like 15 yeah. years ago as drivers mm-hmm. and they drove from New York to L.A. and refounded their business. I hadn't thought about the fact that they are drivers so it wouldn't be – crazy to think that maybe they would drive out. Yeah, because that's what they do. That's what they do. They distrust planes. How hard could it be to drive across the country? Not so hard. I actually know some people like our age and younger (laughs) who are real dumb and like actors and actresses that have done it. And they're not even professional drivers. So these professional drivers, these grown men. Actors driving? That doesn't sound safe. I'm telling you, they've done it. And I, 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 I couldn't be me. Couldn't be me, as they say. As they say, as the youth community says, couldn't be me. Um, I have a question for you. So this movie really deals with a lot of music. Now, outside of Shallow, what was your favorite tracks? I want to know your favorite bops on the soundtrack that you returned to. Because I don't know about you, but I was spinning this soundtrack. Like, at the time, this is like going to be one of those things where I think back on and I'm like, wow, that was a time in my life. The Star is Born soundtrack. So you know how this movie came out sort of in awards season? I think it came out in the fall. Sure. Oh, famously. So Why Would You Do That To Me was in my Spotify wrapped as one of my top 10 songs. And this is like her bad song, the song that causes Bradley Cooper to do what he do. Yeah. And I I was like on repeat one. (laughs) It made me sort of feel to myself like, am I the problem or is this movie like, actually wrong about what it thinks because i was listening to it and i'm like okay what the what the truth is is that this 
song is actually a huge monster bop. So it doesn't surprise me at all to hear that it's in your top 10 because I'm certain it was in my top 10. Yeah. I mean, and that came out late in the year. Yeah. And that's a lot of spins. It's a lot of spins. What about hair, body, face? Do you love hair, body, face as much as I love I hair, body, like face? I like hair, body, face. Yeah. I can get into hair, hair body, body, face. face. <laughs> that's the one she does on SNL, right? No, no, no. She does Why Did You Do That To Me on SNL. Hair, body, face. We see a little bit of her like rehearsing. It's it's like the scene where he comes to her to like apologize and she's rehearsing it. But it, you, it's like a full track on the album. Hair, body, face is one of my favorites. Why Did You Do That To Me? Always remember us this way. Right. That's a great one. I'll never love this way again. Oh, yeah. She's really in her head voice there. You were crying at the end of the movie, yes? I I was literally bawling. Lights come up, and I'm wrecked by this movie. And a friend Gus turns to me, and he goes, did you see that continuity error? And I was like, oh, my God. Go die. You know, I saw this movie four times opening weekend. That's sick. That's insane (laughs) and sick. And it's disgusting and it's disturbing. (laughs) And what's even tougher is the fact that I had the same emotional reaction every single time, which was Mm -hmm. really crying at the end of the movie, like nasty, like nasty crying, like the song really getting me, despite the fact that like the song at the end, it's sort of like it feels like what the movie thinks should be there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. ultimately, I do love the song and I love the emotional moment. And I think Gaga serves it. Listen, she had to write a lot of music. Yeah. She serves it. She definitely serves it. And I think that, um, you know, it really emotionally, like, got me. But if I look at it as a movie, I'm like, whatever. Well, and then the cut to just the two of them and him singing it to her. Oh, forget That's it. That's really. Forget it intimate moment. I think this movie has a lot of moments between the two of them that feel very like improvised in a way that I think aren't really successful, but that moment feels really natural and beautiful to me. Oh yeah, cutting to him singing the song at the piano while she's like crying listening to it and then she kisses his face. I'm like, I mean, this is movies. This is the magic of cinema. This is the magic of cinema. And so for our friend Gus to turn to you and say, (laughs) did you see that continuity error? He should rot. I know. I was like, we're in a fight. I did get in a fight with one of my other friends who also saw it at Arclight, I think in the same theater. And I Mm -hmm. like went up to him afterwards and he was with his girlfriend, like his gal pal. You're, You're like out of it. You're like fucked up. And he was just like, oh my God, that was like the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. That was a disaster. And I literally said to him, I was just like, what? Yeah. And he was just like, I hated that. And I go, you have no taste and you probably aren't really talented. And he's a TV writer. <laughs> I was like, you have no taste and you're not talented. And I stand oh by God. it. I'm like, I'm like, you're still a TV writer. You're still just yeah. writing TV. I'm like, you fucking <laughs> wish you could have the fucking pathos of a film yeah. like this. You are an afraid gay man who's afraid to do anything real because you think it's more interesting to be ironic and show the disgusting parts of humans instead of the beautiful parts. Yeah, 100%. And the beautiful, tragic parts. This was three years ago, and I'm, like, still mad. (laughs) No, no, 100%, because it feels like there was, like, two camps with this movie. No one thought, and I think with House of Gucci, it'll be the same thing, to be honest, because with Gaga, it's like, you're either on the ride or you're not. And with Star is Born, with this movie, it's like, 
you're either on the ride that this is a big old Hollywood movie, like with major tragedy and sweeping romantic scenes and music mm-hmm. and like big acting choices and like some things that like maybe miss the mark a little bit, but like that's the point. Yeah, and she like becomes best new artist within like ten minutes of, yes. of starting her solo career. Like there you there are leaps here. I understand that. I'm also a, a Gaga stan. So 100% afterwards I had to cool down because basically I became like a BTS Twitter person, you know, in, in front to my friend, you know, like I became like a Selena Gomez uh, Instagram fan page at my friend. And the thing is, too, like I in the days after my four viewings could definitely sit down and understand what people's problems were with certain plot things. And I do think that really the world has sort of well, the gay world has sort of crystallized on the fact that, like... That's the only world I know. <laughs> yeah, the world I saw. I, trust me. Like, you could see my guest on this podcast. It's the gay world. It's her story, but then it becomes but then it becomes his story. You know, like... Yeah. She's really... She, I, that's how I feel it. I've heard that criticism of, of it from friends of mine that I can agree with upon rewatch. Right. I think that it just... It, it loses something when it starts to act like... When it loses her, it loses something. And I think, you know, I don't, I think the movie would almost have us feel like she's confused about what she's doing musically, but it's like, no, she's becoming like a successful pop star. I did think, oh, it's weird that she pivots so hard to this other type of music when she's clearly having success doing this yeah. kind of music. Well, it also doesn't establish like within her first song she sings is La Vienne Rose yeah. in full, full French. And, um, there's no indication in the first hour of the movie that she is even aware of pop music. Yeah. She's just like this sort of alt-drag artist who hangs out with <laughs> Shangela and Willem. Shout out to Shangela and Willem. They're great performances of the film. Those are those two. Those really the stars fun. were born there. Really good. Um, but And then she's, you know, writing her music and none of it sounds like it's bizarre because it's it's truly singer songwriter and then it pivots to like electro pop in a way where i'm like <laughs> is this something that gaga was like no it makes sense to me because this is very much my thing but but it does feel abrupt in the movie so if if yeah, gaga actually doesn't make any sense you know it's not like no yeah if her actual journey was like cuz i remember when she like when she was like an NYU student, there's like this old video of her on Boiling Point. Yeah, well, the Boiling Points. Okay, so if, if everyone doesn't know, Lady Gaga years ago was on the reality show Boiling Points when she was fully just Stephanie Germanata, and <laughs> she boiled. She has like her dark brown hair, and she boiled quickly. Someone came out with a napkin on her plate, and she was like, "Would you fucking eat this?" And then she was promptly <laughs> like kicked off Boiling Points, and she did not win the money, I guess. But um, back in the day, she was an NYU student, and she did our talent show called Ultraviolet Live. This is before I was a student there. Um, Mm, I love when you talk about college. Isn't it great? Isn't it really the most interesting thing anyone could ever listen to as an NYU student talk about their experience? (laughs) Um, I will wrap this up quickly, which is she did a song at, like, like Ultraviolet Live, which is the talent show, which was very, like, alley in the beginning of this movie. Like, very piano, very singer-songwriter. And so maybe Lady Gaga thought, well, this actually happened to me. I was this kind of artist, and then I became this kind of artist. Like, it just feels 
quick in the movie, but you also have to suspend your disbelief with movies. It's like one of the famous things about them. Well, she also didn't write it, you know. Bingo King. I mean, Bradley did, you know. Ms. Bradley. We can call him Ms. Bradley. I think his performance is good, too. I would have given him the Oscar. I would have given him the Academy Award. I think his performance is fucking great. Them at the Oscars was something. I mean, oh, that was amazing. It was so, so good. I, I, I genuinely, 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 like, love the song Shallow, too. Like, for me, it's just like, that's a when that when that song happened and then they did it at the Oscars and every year when they have the best original song category I, I'm half the time like oh I guess we didn't even really need it this year because none mm-hmm. of these movies registered on like a cultural level but then like you realize like the power a great song can have in a movie like that and that's another reason I like this movie is because it was a return to you know the musical in a, in a way that felt like modern and real, which I guess Star is Born in all of its four iterations always does this. But that song just, the fact that it was an original song in the movie and it actually was a hit song in real life, like I miss that. Like I miss, yeah. like My Heart Will Go On being a huge song in mm-hmm. Titanic and also on the radio. You know what? That doesn't really happen. I guess Let It Go. Like it's happened more and more. Yeah. I feel like that's in like the kids' Disney world. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a world you exist within. Yeah, I'm a cartoon. <laughs> so are you, though. I have I'm bad news for you. So are you. Oh, yeah, we're, no. we're both story pirates. Oh, yeah. That was my cartoon voice. Oh, yeah. You literally are a cartoon. I am. I, I'm I'm, for, I'm actually 2D. A lot of people, like, you know how a lot of characters, we want them to be 3D or, like, even 4D? I'm actually 2D. I exist in a 2D um, plane. <laughs> Um, I'm like the manager in the movie. I'm 2D, where he comes in and he's like, "Hey, I'm British and evil." It's like, yeah, that's sort of. Do you me. know who I am? Do you know what <laughs> I do? Wow, that was really good. Um, okay, so wait, list of accolades received by A Star Is Born. So at the Academy Awards, Bradley Cooper was nominated, and who who the hell won? It was the Best Actor winner was oh, it was Rami Malek, babe. And here's the thing. The Rami Malek of it all in Bohemian Rhapsody, that was not singing live. Bradley Cooper mm. came out here and sang live. And also, I thought it was pretty fucking brave of him to sing live at the Oscars like that. Because not every actor that's in a musical that gets a nominated song gets up there on stage and sings it live on stage at the Oscars. Like, very few are this brave. Like, Amy Adams did it. Bradley mm. Cooper did it. Catherine Zeta-Jones back in the day in Chicago, but Renee Zellweger didn't. Like, some actors that aren't really musical, like, they're scared to get up there on stage at the Oscars and, like, pop off if they're not singer-singers. Yeah. But he did it next to Gaga because he knew he had to serve the moment. Yeah, I mean, I love Bradley. He's a movie star. What I love about this movie is, like, movie star performances. Like, is Mm -hmm. Lady Gaga doing an amazing job acting as, like, a girl who's a waitress and all this is happening to her? Like, no. I would say yes. I think whenever she's like being the waitress part of her character, though, her voice gets kind of like this. And she's like, oh, what, what's going on? She's giving like the Miskite, you know? She's giving like <laughs> a little bit of Barbara in the beginning of a Funny Girl, right. you know? Like, sure. I don't know. What's on, what's on? And But I think that that's a part of her own mythology that she brought. And I do think that part of the reason why we love A Star is Born is because it does talk to the Lady Gaga mythology in a way. This movie also is sort of like a little bit like La La Land for me, which is characters are introduced and then they just disappear. 
Because it's ultimately just about the two of them. Yeah. Her friend, like Anthony Ramos, basically is like a huge part of the first like 25, 30 minutes. And then mm-hmm. he disappears forever until at the very end he's like, I can stay if you want. And then Yeah, he's there to sit with her. He really is a huge star now, and like he really has a small part in this movie. But I guess he's only become a huge star in the past couple of years. Did you see In the Heights? That's another one I love. I love. I in love the In the Heights. I loved it oh. on Broadway too. I saw it with Lynn. Brag. Oh, you saw it with Lynn. I saw it with Lynn in two thousand eight. It was amazing. I saw Lynn in Hamilton. Mm. You can I saw Hamilton that one. here at the Pantages Theater, and that's iconic. Yeah. Um, so Brendan Scannell, um, I have a segment on this podcast that I do, um, which is called, but how is it a queer narrative? <laughs> um, so I basically look at the movie and I, I ask the question, but how is it a queer narrative? And then I say how it's a queer narrative over a techno beat. So please drop my beat right now. Lady Gaga is in it. Trying new hair. That British guy wears tight pants. Singing. Death. Okay, cool. So how did you feel (laughs) that... How could you contribute to this? Like, how is it a queer narrative? I mean, it's about a... Girl with gay friends who becomes a pop star. You're 100% right. And I, I like the drag queens, like sort of being the shepherd that goes through. The drag queens wearing the same outfit. That's a big flaw. Yeah. You know, they call her later and they're like, Miss Allie, we're so excited for you. Like, congrats on your album release. And they're in the same outfits <laughs> that they were wearing at the beginning of the movie. Shangela wouldn't be caught dead. I don't think I've ever seen Shangela wear the same thing twice. In her bus driver wig. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Truly. Willem tries to explain it. Willem in the shot is like, she's like, I'm wearing my Jackson boobs. Like, again. <laughs> she, You know that she wouldn't do a take without it. She's like, I have to explain it. I have to explain it. I have to explain it. I had Shangela on Las Culturistas. And like right after the movie came out, I saw it and she was like, um... You know I didn't like love it when I when they gave me that wig. And I was like, oh really? And she was like, Yeah, Shangela would never wear the wig. But then I realized the character would wear the wig. And I was like, oh yes, that's when the actress jumped out. <laughs> DJ. <laughs> There's that's DJ, DJ doing Shangela the work. Pierce. <laughs> yeah. DJ was like, let me just step out of Shangela for a second and be DJ. And DJ the actor knows. Well, Shangela's a character. hundred <laughs> percent. Popping out of the box of my comfortability and into the bus driver wig, if you would. Right. So we feel the drag queens shepherding her on her way. That's queer narrative. Mm-hmm. I also think a Halsey cameo is sort of a queer narrative. Um, right. Piss, piss. We see him famously piss. Piss play. Oh, yeah. He pees. That is very queer. Peeing on stage. That's queer. Oh, yeah. Piss as performance. That's queer. Mm-hmm. Big time. But yeah, overall, if you had to um, say something to someone who's still a Star is Born skeptic, what would you tell them? Like, imagine, put yourself in the place of you, tear streaked. Brendan Scannell has just been changed. It is, when, when did this come out? It is late 2018. Wow, that feels like a million years ago. It, this feels mm-hmm. like both yesterday and a million years ago. What do you say to someone who came, comes over to you and says, what did you think about this? I didn't really love it. What do you say? You don't get it. <laughs> That's what I say. 
You don't get it. I actually would agree. We're breaking up. That's what I say. We're breaking up. And this is what I always say, Brendan, and tell me if you agree. If you don't love Lady Gaga, you don't love yourself. How the hell are you going to love Lady Gaga if you can't love somebody else? Bingo, babe. Brendan Scanella, Star is Reborn with this episode, I would say. Because you already were a star, but I mean, now your star shines bright and blue. Honey, call my agents. <laughs> Tell them I'm a star. I will let them know. Why, why don't they know? Oh, forget it. I think for a while during COVID, I stopped believing it. And, uh, and then my therapist Stop. and I are working on rebuilding up my confidence. You know who never doubted herself, and that's why she's a star? Allie Maine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Allie Jackson Maine. Allie, of course, she took her, his last name. <laughs> his, his first, first name, name is her and his last name. Allie Jackson Maine. <laughs> um, everyone, please stream Bonding if you haven't already. Follow Brendan Scannell on all social media platforms. He's so fucking cute. Um, and Brendan, thank you so much for being here. Love talking to you always, Matt. Mwah. HBO Max Movie Club is a production of HBO Max and iHeartRadio, hosted by me, Matt Rogers. It's executive produced by Ethan Fixell, produced by Camila Salazar, researched by Steve Griffin, and engineered, edited, and mixed by Matt Stillo. If you haven't already subscribed, rated, or reviewed HBO Max Movie Club, please do so on the iHeartRadio app, HBO Max, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you might get your podcasts. Thanks for checking out the HBO Max Movie Club. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at HBO Max Movies. You can watch the 2018 version of A Star is Born on HBO Max until December 31st, 2021, and the 1954 version of A Star is Born on HBO Max until March 31st, 2022.